Hello and welcome to the Round 25 edition of the Half-Backed Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Interesting week in the final round of the regular NRL season with a lot of different... Uh, I'm backing a few different team changes to come in across the weekend with potential restings based on how a few results pan out across the NRL this weekend. Uh, more on that later. Here to discuss the Round 25 action with me is one of the sharpest minds in rugby league, former Canberra Raiders and Dragons playmaker, Sam Williams. Sam, how are you, mate? Going well, boys. Um, I know we'll get into it, but another week goes by where another lock salutes. So I hope the puns get there having a win. I hope they're following us in. And um, I know we'll, we'll cover it off later, but it's always nice to hop on here after a win. Yep, death taxes and the big fellas lock of the week. Also with me is XTAB data analyst, stats wizard, James Hughes. Hughesy, you're coming off another good week yourself, mate. Yeah, got the lock. I think I've uh, had a winner in the last four weeks in a row, so I'm pretty happy with that. Good form, fellas. On the show today, recap of last week's result. We'll drop this week's lock of the week value and Hail Mary punts. Go through our tips for each game with Sam uh, and see what's going through his mind ahead of week one of the finals coming up shortly. Round 24 recap. Touched on it already, but all three of our locks of the week got up. Thank you to the South Sydney Rabbitohs for that one. Sam had Sam had the bunnies to win uh, into Alex Johnston anytime try score at $2.05. Nailed that one, Hughes. You had the bunnies neg six and a half line. Your line that you actually had in your uh, your formulas, your stats was ten points. They won by exactly ten points at a dollar ninety. And I had Keon Klamatungi anytime try score at three dollars fifty five. So all three of those got up. Uh, Sam, your return on investment your ROI is two hundred forty three point five percent for the season. So good going there. Husey, you were a tad unlucky on your value play. You had the doggies with the twenty two and a half start against the sharks. Under 50.5 points scored. Belted both of those ones in into Josh Adokar try. That was paying 750. Uh, and mate, just short, no Adokar try. I know, unbelievable. I, I was watching the game intently uh, and was just praying for an Adokar try to finish it off. But yeah, no, six unders saluted by a massive way. Yeah. And um, yeah, the plus as well. So unfortunate. But anyway. Unlucky, mate, but the ROI is at 217.5%, so still very healthy. Uh, my value play just missed out. Panthers 13 plus. Taylor May two tries, bang, bang, and then Isaac Tungo to score one missed out. That was paying about $6. The Hail Mary also won off at AJ Brimson, Zach Lomax, and Jerome Luai. Anytime try scores at $19. Two out of three there with Luai not getting over on the left edge. On that left edge, I've penned with the Top Sports Special was the left edge to combine for four tries at $3.50. We had a tail and made double. We had a Viliami kick out try. And then we had an absolute robbery of a try. There should have been a tail and made hat trick. Uh, it was called back for a forward pass or something. I can't even remember, but it was absurd. Anyway, that cost us the Top Sport special this week. We are exclusively using Top Sport Markets. Big fans of their value, especially their same game multi. Comfortably the best in the, in the industry where the odds actually add up. If you're keen to follow along and choose to link up with them, use the special code SC Playbook. Uh, of course, 18 plus only, as always, and gamble responsibly if you do. My ROI as well, still at 0%, but I'm bloody close. If I can land a lock, I reckon I'll be in the positive for the season, but we'll have to wait and see. Now, a little preface for this podcast mentioned earlier, but really, really difficult week just because of, depending how a lot of results go, they're going to impact the teams and the odds and all sorts of things across the course of the weekend. Of course, they're, we're recording this Thursday morning, first thing. So a couple of things just to keep an eye out for. And we have structured our plays this week around more of the games uh, that probably won't be as impacted by team changes. But 
just things like Parramatta v the Storm. If the if the Eels win, essentially the Roosters and Rabbits game is playing for that sixth and seventh spot. Uh, if the Storm win, the Roosters Rabbitohs are playing for a home final, uh, but obviously not much difference with both of them being in Sydney there. One of the big ones for the weekend, the Broncos versus Dragons game on Saturday night. If the Dragons win that one, the Raiders are locked into the eight and could easily rest players on Sunday afternoon. Uh, similar, the Cowboys and Panthers game on Saturday night. If the Panthers do upset the Cowboys in that, the Sharks are locked into second spot against the Knights and they could rest players too. Uh, the one thing I will say is that the way they do the 24-hour cutoff mark where squads have to be trimmed to, to 19 players... Uh, they're all after these results will be known. So they can't make mass changes. So as punters, that is one thing that's beneficial for us. Lads, let's get stuck into this week's plays. $100 kitty per person. Sam, we'll start with you, your lock of the week. Yeah, I'm going to the big blockbuster, the Roosters and Bunnies. I can't wait for it. It's going to be an excellent game. Uh, a couple of teams who are showing some you know, some real form and their quality starting to come through again. And uh, I think both sides have a lot of points in them as well. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I've gone with my main man, Alex Johnson, to score a try. He's at $1.63. Uh, once again, I just I think with Cody Walker on the edge and um, and, and young Walker defending out there, they're going to see a lot of traffic. And they might – I've been really impressed with Walker actually the last couple of weeks defensively more than anything. I think he's done a fantastic job. He's been um, – he's made some really good tackles, a couple of good low tackles. But what I will say is he's still going to see a lot of traffic. And the very hard thing about – in the NRL, it's, it's repeat performances and, and doing it week in, week out. So, look, I think he's grown a lot as a player and mainly as a defensive player. I think he's doing a, doing a great job, but I just know that he's going to see a lot of traffic again against the best left edge in the comp. So I've gone with Alex Johnson to finish off one there. Um, and I've also got Joseph Suali to score a try in the same game. So he's at $1.76 and Johnson's at $1.63. All up, it's two eighty six. I I went up skiing yesterday up into the mountains, and um, I was skiing along the top top, and I um, and I, I'm sure I saw the top of Suali's head, um, practicing <laughs> catching some bombs out on the wing there. Um, in Sydney, he um, I've never seen someone jump as high as him. He, he's an unbelievable uh, athlete. Um, he's a, just such a big target for them out there. You're going to score tries on the back of Tedesco and these sort of players anyway, being on the wing. But the thing with him. He's just such a last tackle options. When nothing's happening, they're still going to kick to him. So I just feel like at some point he'll get a try, and um, that's where I'm going for this week. Yeah, nice, mate. Uh, a lot of people think Kosciuszko is the highest point in Australia, but it's actually Suwali's forehead when he leaps. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Sam, the, there's some really potent attacking edges in the NRL, and the three that probably come to mind for me are obviously South Sydney's left edge, Penless left edge, and one that's crept up, the one that you've spoken a fair bit about this season, is the Parramatta Eels left edge uh, with Sevo and Dylan Brown there. If you're defending in the NRL, which is the one, and feel free to throw in another edge, maybe Nico Hines or someone at the Sharkies, which is the one you want to be defending least? Yeah, hard hard, hard decision. Um, what I will say, at times, at, at, at times the Rabbitohs middles can be contained. Um to, to try and ensure that the play of the ball isn't that quick or you're defending on the back foot. So the Rabbitohs, the Rabbitohs left edge, if your forwards do a really good job, might give you a chance. Although when it comes to them playing on the front foot, I think they're the best. So they're one of those teams that if you can control the middle, you can maybe control their edge. Uh, but if you don't control the middle, well, good luck. 
Um, yeah, to be honest, on it, I, I love watching them all play. I love watching really good, well-executed plays. And some people are a bit different. They like seeing offloads and through the middle. I just love seeing a really well, perfectly executed play. And I think the Bunnies do it the best. But as you mentioned, those other edges, just the power that they've got and the you know, the, you just have to account for every single one of them because if you're not fully in front of them and making a, a really good front on collision, well, they're just going to knock you over and keep going. So they're good for different reasons. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, none of them are any fun being in front of them, to answer your question. Yeah, I bet. And it's a good point. on the, Just on the middles, South Sydney last week, I know they looked after our punts. I know they won the game. It's the Cowboys. But I thought the Cowboys' line speed, particularly through the middle, was phenomenal. And I thought their left edge, even though AJ did get his try, were pretty subdued. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's not a tough blueprint. Win the middle, quick line speed, slow them down. And what I, what I will say on that as well is I think the Rabbitohs, when they're on your line, they are just so dominant. But there's probably other areas of their game that don't enable them to be inside your 20 as much as some of the other um, you'll look at the Panthers, how often they can just play down the right end of the field, whereas the Rabbitohs, um, there's maybe some areas of their game that don't allow them to play at the right end of the field as much as some of the others. So there, there's just there's, there's ways to defeat that Rabbitohs side. But, yeah, once you're on that line, it's um, good luck. I'll throw one more cook on at you while we're at it. Uh, of all, we know that a game plan, of basically every football team in the world, or in the NRL anyway, is getting the, the big barnstorming edge back rower isolated with the halfback. Who is the one back rower that you want to tackle the least in the NRL? Um, none of them are fun. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> look, you look at Kikau, he's obviously probably the one that can move the best and he's so powerful. And I think what he, he's starting to learn is how his body can manoeuvre to, to carry someone over the line. He, he knows what line to run and he can go inside and outside of you. Um, so that's the real big one. I think Angus Crichton's a, a wonderful back rower. He's, a, he's an extremely well-built player. He runs really good lines. He can run an overs line. He's quick um, and, and very strong up top. So, I mean, those two probably come to mind. But as you mentioned, it's, it's about isolating the half and you just need to have someone working on your inside that – if you can keep that big second rower on the inside shoulder, uh, that means your, your first up collision is going to be there and then the players from your inside have a chance of, um, of coming to help you. But as I mentioned earlier with Walker, he made a really good low tackle on his outside shoulder last week, which I thought is a real sign of a kid that's developing and, and becoming a, um, an out-and-out NRL star. Mm. And apologies to, to detract from the punning for a set, but just one more there. Um, a bloke that probably doesn't get the raps he deserves. I've spoken to you you plenty of times about him and you, you're very full of praise. And particularly in that instance, as a smaller defensive half working on the inside, it's Elliot Whitehead, your old mate Smell. Uh, as a defensive back rower, mate, he does wonders. He? He's one of the better ones in the competition, isn't he? Yeah, he does. And, um, you know, there's there's been some times this year where the Raiders have had some losses and I think he's taken a fair brunt of... Um, you know, the unnecessary flack because what he does for a team and, and the efforts he does, getting back to the line, getting off the line and covering the inside shoulder. And one of the things I think that people probably don't look into enough is that a confident talking line is usually the best line. Um, if a centre doesn't have any faith in their their um, halfback, well, sometimes they can turn in on a lead runner and take the rap for a poor read 
whereas maybe a week earlier they the half missed a tackle or conceded a try, and that's put the centre in, in two different minds. And it's the same with the back rower. If you know that your back row is going to come and get your inside shoulder and cover the inside, it just gives you so much faith to be able to take your next man knowing that you've got the help. So that that trust in the line, that talk in the line, and that, um, you know, that, that faith in the players around you, that's what makes a good defensive line. Then it just comes down to you making your shot. Yeah, nice. Uh, back to the punting. Husey, your lock of the week. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, Tim, with the uh, potential for restings and whatnot, you know, obviously Brisbane, uh, if they don't win, the Raiders may rest some. But uh, I think I, I looked at their, their 23, their extended 23. Look, they've got Nickel Klotstadt sitting around. They've got Matt Frawley sitting around. So if they name one of those in the 19 and, and give a rest to a halfback or a fullback, I, I, I still think they're a solid team and, and are going to absolutely blow the Tigers off the park. Um, so I'm going to take the Raiders minus 12 and a half at $1.95. I've actually got the line at the Raiders minus 16 and a half favourites. So I'm definitely leaning that way with my model. So yeah, that's my play against the Tigers. Very good, mate. Up the raids. Uh, my play for the week I've really structured them, as I said, around those the games that shouldn't be too impacted by a result. Um, and I've also got around a lot of anytime try scorers just to avoid any changes to lines and players, that sort of stuff. Uh, Jesse Ramian, anytime try scorer, $2.05. I do think that the, the Cowboys should be knocking off Penrith up there, which means the Sharkies will be playing for a home semi final in week one of the finals. Jesse Ramian on the right edge, I think we're just seeing. Hughie touched on a couple of weeks ago. I think there were three right edges in the competition that scored more points than the left edges, and I believe the Sharkies were one of those, and that's largely due to Nico Hines being on the right. But the way we see the Sharkies attack, they do play a lot of it towards that right edge. We saw Ronaldo Mulitalo go from left to right last week. He broke his three-game try-scoring drought with a double, and we actually saw Matty Moylan, who plays on the left, set him up with one of those tries with a really nice cutout ball. Uh, so I think Jesse Ramian running at Christian Mapapalangi, the, the young Knights player there, centre half. So I think Ramian is a great bet at $2.05. Sam, your value bet of the week. Yeah, my value this week, I've gone around um, some of the um, the lines and some of the games and the winners. And um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of value in some of them. And as you mentioned earlier, it's a it's a little bit of a hard one because there is some some changes, but... I actually think Manly giving away the six and a half start against the Bulldogs. I know Manly has been woeful for the last month. I just feel like that they can get get up for this last game against a side who's not exactly in the top four. You know, they've Manly's got a little bit of class there in the halves. They've got enough there to show that they can be in this game. And uh, I just think the six and a half start giving themselves a bit of a buffer. I've gone Manly giving away six and a half. I've got the Warriors to knock off the Titans at $1.55. We saw what how they played there the other week at home. Um, I think they were fantastic when they played the Bulldogs, actually, and they won. Uh, I reckon they'll be up for this game. It's been a long season for them, but they'll be looking forward to this game, and, and I think they'll win. Um, and then my last one is I'm going with the Raiders giving away the 12 and a half start. Um, they're $1.95. I do believe that they, that they win, and they win well. I'm really confident that they can um, knock off the Tigers. It's such a big game, and I just feel as though that the Tigers, they just want this season to end, and I think they will. I think they, um, they'll be happy to get out of there. So, um, yeah, look, $5.74 for that three-league multi. Uh, that's where I've gone. 
Nice, mate. Putting it kindly here that the doggies aren't, uh, aren't quite a top four side or aren't exactly a top four side. Uh, Hughesy, your value bet of the week. A few weeks back, I took an interesting uh, margin, winning margin ga- uh, line for the Sharkies, like 13 to, to win by 13 to 24. I'm going to do a similar thing for North Queensland this week uh, versus Penrith. Obviously, it's their reserve grade team. Um, when, I, when I look at the model, it's saying that Penrith have like 25 to 30 points worth of players out, but you, like you've got to take it with a grain of salt. Like sometimes numbers just won't do it when you're when you're playing a game like this. So, but the reasoning behind my 13 to 24 North Queensland margin at a dollar 30, uh, sorry, three dollars 10 is basically I think Parramatta uh, a favourites. Jerome Hughes just. Uh, pulled out for the Storm. So I think Parramatta are going to win on Thursday night, which will basically mean that North Queensland uh, don't have to absolutely flog the hell out of, of, of Penrith. So I think they're, they're going to have a convincing win, but they're not going to flog the hell out of them. So I think 13 to 24 points, North Queensland. Yeah, good timing on that one, mate, because mine is down a similar sort of avenue. I'm going a little harder on it, and I'm excited. I'm keen to get Sam's thoughts on this game because it's such a fascinating game, the Cowboys and Panthers. I'll get to it shortly. My value bet of the week, $30. Cowboys 13+, plus. so Hughesy, I hope you're right there, and uh, I'd settle for 13 to 24. Cowboys 13+, plus. this is the same game, multi Tawalangi, Felt, and Drinkwater, anytime try scorers. That's $6.70 with a top-up token. Uh, I think I've said it before, but the way the Cowboys attack, it's all cut out the centers, hit the wingers, hit the wingers, hit the wingers. They score a stack of tries, and a lot of that is off the back of Drinky's ball-playing game. He's one of the best passers in the NRL, in my opinion. Uh, and the centers often get void of tries, and the wingers are the ones who have the field day. So that's one I like there. Now, Sam, I'm excited for the game because... We talk about the the systems that Penrith have in place and how it goes all the way down to New South Wales Cup, down to Jersey flag, and how brilliant they are. And we, we get a bit of a glimpse at their reserve grade players coming up and filling gaps throughout the season, particularly around those origin that origin period. I just think that while a lot of these players come up and do a good job in the NRL, when they do it, they're coming up and playing in the best team in the NRL, having to do it all together at the end of the day, they're still a reserve grade side, playing against the Cowboys side, playing for a potential home semi-final, a top four NRL team. I just don't see how the Cowboys don't blow them off the park. How do you see this one unfolding? Yeah, I probably tend to agree. I think it, when some players come up and play, we saw the other week when um, uh, when the halves were changed and they came down to Canberra and, and knocked the Raiders off, uh, how good they were. But when you're changing a whole team and... Um, the players that the players that they're missing that would have helped them on those sort of nights aren't there. I just think it's just such a big ask to be able to go up there and beat them. I do believe they have a really good system and, and set up and a lot of depth at the club. There's no doubting that. But to go up there and be able to try and give it to to a side that, that are playing so well and with so much to play for, I just don't see it happening. Um, I, I think the Cowboys win it and, and, and they probably do cover the line, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't have a play on that game because I was just a little bit unsure, but... It's just going to be a really interesting test of where Penrith systems really are at. We all talk about the club and where they're, you know, the systems and um, and how good they're going from top top through down to Harold Matthews. But I just don't see them going up there and being able to beat a side with this much potential and uh, this much uh, continuity on the field at the moment. Very good. Uh, and into that one, Sam, your Hail Mary play of the week. Yeah, Hail Mary, I've gone um, I've gone to the Raiders game, Raiders and the West Tigers. 
I think that the Raiders forward pack is going to be way too strong at the moment. I know Tamia is going to play and he'll be up for it and he always has a crack. But I'll tell you what, there's some some size difference between the two the two packs there at the moment um, and mobility and, and the way the cohesion of the Raiders pack, the way they play together and the way they have been playing together. I just think that they're, they're way too strong and they're going to see a lot of football down the right end of the field. And you might see some of these players just falling over the line. Um, I've gone with Elliot Whitehead to score a try at $3.75. Big smell. He um, he does run a really good line just on the edge of the ruck, um, playing off someone like Papali or, or Tarpany. Uh, these sort of players, you'd just be pushing up and trying to push through. I think there might be some offloads playing through the line. So I've gone with Elliot Whitehead to score a try. Joey Taps to score a try. He's at $5.70. I think that's a lot of value in that, to be honest. Uh, I think that... He's just such a big athlete, and I think if he can isolate, you know, some of them them smaller uh, forwards that the Tigers have in there this week, if he can find any sort of room there around the, on the line, I think he'll score a try. And then I've gone with Matty Tomoko at two dollars sixty four to to score a try. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a lottery that outside back one, depending on how the ball. Uh, comes across the line, but I just reckon that he's going to score a try this week. I think he's starting to find some confidence, and if he can get a one-on-one on his opposing centre, I think he can score a try. So, all up, that's a lazy $56.43. Um, I just, you know, it is a Hail Mary, but I think there's going to be some value around those big players and, and maybe Matty Tomoko. Nice, mate. Plenty of riding on the mighty raids this weekend. Uh, Hughie, your Hail Mary for the week. Uh, I couldn't go past uh, the Souths and, and Roosters game. Obviously, oh, outside of the Parramatta-Melbourne game, it's definitely a game of the week. Uh, first time at the new stadium. Can't wait to watch it. Uh, but I'm going to go for a few try scorers in that game because I don't really have a big lean in terms of my winning uh, margin. So I, I like Sam's sentiment earlier about AJ. Obviously, he's, he's been on the AJ train a little bit, so I'm, I'm going to follow him in there, absolutely killing it down that left edge. Um, I'm going to roll him into, and this is any time try scorers, everyone. Uh, I'm going to put him into Paul Momorowski to score as well and Drew Hutchinson to score as well. Uh, Souths are conceding 47% of their tries down their right edge. So I'm expecting that left edge to hopefully get a couple. Um, and then finally, uh, Latrell Mitchell, I think he's going to have a breakaway try at some stage. I think you know, hopefully it's a real nice open game of footy uh, and I can get those four try scorers up. So that'll roll in to $26.77. Very good, mate. Yeah, I'd love to see big Latrell steaming. He'll be so fired up for this game. Uh Alex Johnston has scored in every game since round six, except for two. I think since the Trell Mitchell came back, he scored in every single game. And in that time, he scored four doubles and a hat trick. So honestly, you get about $1.50 for him each week to score. And, and based on that, it seems like ridiculous value. But I suppose the run has to end eventually. Uh, my Hail Mary for the week, one of the games that shouldn't be too lineup affected. And I think there will be, it should nearly be the highest scoring game of the round. Day game over at Mount Smart Stadium, the Warriors and the Titans. I think anytime try scorers, AJ Brimson, Jaden Campbell, Edward Cosey, and Reese Walsh 
at $24.70. I'm hoping just for an absolute field day in points-wise there, and I'm banking on them boys to get in on the action. Uh, Speaking of good anytime try scores each week, AJ Brimson continues to to pay sort of $270, $280, even up to $3. So I love him, uh, even just as a standalone anytime try scorer. Guys, if you've been wondering whether you can really afford to buy a new car or even thought you might need some extra cash to help take your business to the next level, whatever the goal is, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice are here to help you know your numbers. Flick them a message via their Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, all one word, or give them a buzz on 029521-1611. Do not forget, mention the special code SC Playbook for your free cons- free numbers consult. That'll save you a stack on that consult. So uh, get on to the boys today if you're in that situation. Sam, let's get stuck into the NRL tips for the week. And we do start with an absolute blockbuster tonight. Thursday night clash, Eels v Storm at Combank Stadium in Sydney. Now, the top sport bookies have got the Eels as uh, solid enough favourites in this one. Jerome Hughes now out for Melbourne. Who do you like here? Yeah, I, I, I stayed away from this game again this week. I, I, I couldn't give you a, a definitive answer. I think it's going to be a great game. It's another one of those matches we're going into the finals. Um how the game pans out and, and and who really takes some momentum into the finals. I think Melbourne, I don't think they necessarily worry too much about momentum, but I think it's a big one for the Eels in terms of their them heading into the big games in the back end of the season. So I've got the Eels winning it. Uh, obviously, Hughes out. If Hughes was playing, I'd probably swap that around. So it is a very, very tough game to try and pick, but I've gone with the Eels. Nice, mate. Uh, you touched on this one already, but Bulldogs versus Seagulls at Acor Stadium in Sydney. Uh, Friday night at 6pm. I think you said Manly with the line is a part of your plays. Uh, straight bet, who wins this one? Yeah, straight bet becomes a little bit different. Um, you know, As I said, the, the Eagles aren't playing very good football at the moment, but I think that that line's not a bad play. So I will stick with the with Manly, $2.60 they're getting. So uh, I'll stick with them uh, knocking over a, a side that's um, you know not, not, not up there in the hunt either. Absolute cracking game, Friday night, 7.55pm at Allianz Stadium, the new stadium. Sydney Roosters versus South Sydney Rabbitohs. This is going to be a corker. Bookies have got their Roosters as $1.77 favourites. Who do you like here? Yeah, get the coin out. Um, toss it up in the air and pick one because it's going to be a wonderful game of football. What I will say is I just think that the Roosters have timed it so well and they're probably a, a little bit – I think they've got a little bit more across the park. Uh, as opposed to the Rabbitohs. I think if the Rabbitohs are allowed territory and played at the right end of the field, they can most certainly put points on. Um, and we alluded to that earlier with some of our bets. But just the way the Roosters are heading into the back end of this season, the, the way they've got momentum, I'm going to go with the Roosters to knock the bunnies off. I can't wait for it. It's going to be um, you know, the new stadium. There's going to be so much hype. It's, it's, it's finals come early. I just can't wait for it. Nice, mate. Uh, Saturday at 3pm, Warriors v Titans at Mount Smart Stadium. We've already tipped the Warriors in that one. Going through another difficult game to get a gauge on. Dragons v Broncos, Saturday at 5.30 at Jubilee Stadium in Sydney. Uh, Brisbane coming off two horrific weeks. They are, at this stage, still playing for a top eight spot pending further results in that Raiders game. Bookies have the Broncos doll 58 favourites. Which way do you see this one going? Yeah, this is the old form versus what you've got to play for. It, um, you know, you look at the Broncos last two weeks and you go, how the hell can they turn that around? They were dismal, uh, but they just have so much on the line for a dragon side with nothing. But what I will say is sometimes these games where you actually don't have a lot to play for, you're playing at home, I, I think that the dragons can actually knock them off. They're, they're, there's a little bit more value around the dragons and I just... 
they're a team so down on confidence at the moment, Broncos. Uh, I think that the Dragons are still going to go there and throw the football around. Playing at home, they've been they've been fairly good there at home, I think, most of the year. So, look, I'm going to go a little bit of value. Um, the Dragons win, and also it means that the Raiders are in the top eight. So, up the mighty Dragons. Go the Dragons. Love the Red V. Yeah. Moving on to the Cowboys and Panthers, Saturday, 7.35pm at QCB Stadium in Townsville. You've already touched on, you think the Cowboys will win that and you think they, they can cover the line in that. Going on to McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle, 2pm Sunday, Knights v Sharks. Sharks, very firm favourite in this one at $1.12. The line is negative 18.5. Do you see the Sharks covering the line in this? I'm always a little bit apprehensive about the line when you're playing at home. It's a side like Newcastle, they'll... You know, you'd hope that they're going to show up and have a dig. So that's the big thing about it. But the Sharks have got so much quality there. They're really playing some good football and they've just got so much strike and both sides of the field. And I think that's another thing about the Sharks. They, they do cover both sides of the field. So they're very hard to defend against. So let's go with the Sharkies to, to cover the line. Hugh, this is a game we haven't sort of spoken about too much. What do what do your lines say in that Sharks v Knights clash? Yeah, I've actually got... Uh... Knights 12-point outsiders, which, you know, obviously would suggest that I'd like to back the Knights. Mm. Uh, but again, like these big lines, teams that are playing for nothing. I, I like Sam's point about home game and surely they can get up for that. So, I, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that plus getting up uh, in that regard. Yeah, very good. Uh, and wrapping it up on Sunday at 4.05 p.m., the Canberra Raiders versus the West Tigers. As I said, very result-pendent this one, but you've already spoken about the Raiders quite in-depth in this one uh, and the Raiders to win that one. Guys, if you're keen to extend your fantasy NRL season, take on the SC Playbook crew in the Bundy NRL Mixer. It combines the NRL and NRLW competitions all the way through until the end of finals. We've got a league code for the SC Playbook crew on our website in our article, so jump in uh, and get involved in that one. The SC Playbook special last week, touching up at Penrith one, the four try scores fell just short. Absolutely robbed. Needs to be an investigation on that one. This week, to be honest, I haven't got to it yet. I've run out of time. Didn't get the market through to Top Sport, but I will publish that on our socials uh, either today or tomorrow. So jump onto our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at SC Playbook one uh, and give us a follow, and then we'll post that up for you uh, this week. Sam, thank you very much as always, mate. Yeah, cheers, boys. Uh, hopefully it's another exciting um, last round of the season, and we'll see you in the semifinals. And Husey, cheers, mate, and keep that good run alive. Yep, thanks, boys. Good, to, good to chat. Can't wait to join you, boys, in the uh, the green in the positive next week. Good luck to everyone this week. Have a good weekend.